the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The religion of Scientology, which we all know about because we're near Hollywood. And you know those Hollywood people, like John Travolta and Tom Cruise, that's their religion. The founder of that religion is L. Ron Hubbard, who died of a stroke on January 24th, 1986. And he's buried near San Luis Obispo, just a few miles up the coast here. But ladies and gentlemen, if you go to a grave over in Israel, in the city of Jerusalem, there's an empty tomb. It's the only place in the world where people travel all over the world to go and see what's not there. Good evening. I'm Kyle Welch, welcoming you to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. It is our mission to lift up the name of Jesus Christ so that the entire world might believe. It's why we are here every night, Monday through Friday on KKLA, to reach this city for Jesus Christ. We are glad you are joining us tonight. Dudley Rutherford is the senior pastor of Shepherd Church right here in Los Angeles, and we join him right now as he brings us tonight's message from the Word of God. We're in a series called Real Answers to Real Questions, and today I want to speak on this topic, is Jesus the only way to salvation? Is he, is he the only way to salvation? This is an important topic because of the billions, not millions, but the billions of people who believe something other than Christianity in our world. These are loose numbers, but we have 2.2 billion Christians on this planet. That's a good number. But there's 1.6 billion Muslims on the planet. There's 1 billion Hindus on the planet. There's half a billion Buddhists. We have over 1 billion who have no religious affiliation of any kind. And then you have a long list of other religions from the New Age movement to Mormonism to the Jehovah Witnesses. And I'm often asked a question. It's a valid question. Do all faiths lead to heaven? Do all roads lead to heaven? Can a person go to heaven if he doesn't believe in Jesus, but he believes in God? I want to ask that again. Can a person go to heaven? He doesn't believe in Jesus, but he does believe in God. Can that man be saved? If there are 2.2 billion people on the planet who are Christians, preacher, are you saying that the other 5 billion people on the planet are lost? Well, all of those questions, directly or indirectly, are answered by answering this one question. Is Jesus the only way of salvation? I want to give you three different reasons why I believe that Jesus is indeed the only way to salvation. And the first reason, write this down, is because the Bible says that. Now, many of you know that this church is based on the Word of God. I feel like the football coach on the first day of practice when he says, all right, men, this is a football. 
And as a pastor of this church, I want everyone to know, both men and women, this is a Bible. And this is what we're all about. And on each of my three points, if you look in your notes, I have what's called a credibility factor. In other words, I, I, I made the statement, I believe that Jesus is the only way because that's what the Bible teaches. But what gives credence? Why, why, why do we know that the Bible is indeed the Word of God? Uh, a couple of years ago, we had what's called a Bible exhibit here at the church. We had literally tens of thousands of people who went through the Bible exhibit, starting with the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, going through how we got our Bible today. And before the exhibit uh, was shut down, I went in there, took a camera crew, and I actually went from uh, exhibit to exhibit to exhibit, and they videotaped me explaining uh, the story of how we got our Bible. I actually watched it this week myself. It was pretty good. I, I was touched, and I was the one talking. Uh, and, I, and I put the link there. You can also go to YouTube and just search for my name. Put Dudley Rutherford and put Dead Sea Scrolls, and you'll find this video that explains where we got our Bible. Now, the third thing is what I call three fancy words. I want you to write these words down. The first word is inspiration. The second word is preservation. And the third word is harmonization. And inspiration is the fact, and it tells us over in 2 Timothy 3, that God's word is, this word is God-breathed. That's in 2 Timothy chapter 3, that God breathed these words, that these are the very words of an eternal God. Preservation is that this book has been preserved. I don't know how many books you have in your house or on your, this is the oldest book you have. This book is a 2,000-year-old document, uh, in some ways even older. But it's not just that it's 2,000 years of, of age. According to Psalm, the Bible is eternal. The Bible says that the grass fades and the flowers fall, but the Word of God stands forever. And then I think of this word harmonization is that, that it was written by 40 different authors, all led by the Holy Spirit uh, of God over a period of 1,500 years, starting with creation, that God created man and placed us here, man sinned, man fell, and then uh, uh, he had all the prophets that, that prophesied that one day the Messiah would appear that Jesus is the fulfillment of all those Old Testament scriptures, and that Jesus returned and he died and he lived, he, he was buried, he resurrected. It's one long, continuous story, and that one day the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back. And there are no contradictions. There are verses that look like they contradict one another, but when you study the Bible in its context and you really research it, you realize that the harmonization of this book, and because of these three reasons, it gives me assurance when I'm reading that I'm actually reading the words of God. Now, with that in mind, I want you to turn to just two scriptures. We could look at a hundred, but for the sake of, of the argument that the Bible says that Jesus is the only way, turn to Acts chapter 4 in your Bibles. Peter is talking. A man has been healed. He's been called before the authorities to explain how could this fellow be healed. So Peter responds uh, in Acts chapter 4, starting with verse 10, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. And then it says in verse 11, he is the stone 
that you builders rejected, which has become the capstone. He's explaining that this Jesus who, was, who died and was raised, by his name this man was healed, is also the Messiah. He's the fulfillment of all those Old Testament scriptures that you know. And then he says these words, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under all of heaven that has been given to men by which we must be what? We must be saved. I want you to turn over to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. For there is how many gods? There's only one. There's only one God, and there's only one mediator between that one God and all of man. In other words, you've got God, you've got all of man, there's only one mediator between God and all, all of mankind. And in case you're wondering who that man is, it gives you his name. In verse 5, there it is. That man is Christ Jesus, verse 6, who gave himself as a ransom for all mankind. So the Bible teaches that Jesus is the only way. There's only one mediator between God and man. Now, all the religions of the world, if you study religions, which you can do today uh, because of the internet, you can read all that stuff in in a relatively short period of time. All religions are man's attempt to get to heaven, to get to God. I don't criticize them for that. I think that's a noble cause. If you get together, you go, hey, how can we get to heaven? That's a good question. That's a good thought. I don't criticize that thought. The problem is man on his very best day can't get there. That's the problem with with that. But if you study all the world religions, and I'll I'll give you a couple questions going to help you in a minute. But if you study them, all those religions are simply man's attempt trying to, trying to get to heaven, trying to get to God. It's a very noble cause. Christianity is different than those religions. In this regard, I want you to write this down. Christianity is God's attempt to try to reach man. That's a big difference. And you need to know that when you're out talking to people who say they're of a different faith or of a different religion and really find out the tenets of their religion, the principles of what they believe. Listen, I've been all over the world, and here's how you engage in conversation with people about faith. You just simply say, whether you're talking to your taxi driver or the person at the hotel or the waiter or friend or your host, uh, you just say, hey, what do people around here believe? What's what's the faith? See, I didn't say, what is your faith? Because they might get defensive. I I said, what is the faith of the people who live here? What's the predominant faith? And they'll tell you, nine times out of 10, they know, and nine times out of 10, it's their faith. And so you say, hey, what's the faith of the people who live around here in this part of the world? And they'll tell you. Your second question is the good question. What what does that religion teach? How, How do you, as a whatever that religion is, how do you get to heaven? They'll stumble around for a little bit because no one's really ever asked them that question. And then you have to say, you know, like heaven, you're here on earth in heaven. How do you get to heaven? And then they're going to tell you some things. And nine times out of ten, they're going to be explaining a list of things that we've got to do. They, we teach that we've got to do this and we've got to be this. And if we do these four things, if you practice these principles, you'll get to heaven. And it always centers around 
a list of things that they have to do. It's, it's man's attempt. It's a religion. It's man's attempt to get to heaven. And that's when you say, well, over where I live in America, we have people called Christians, although most people aren't Christians. But I say, over in America, and I'm a Christian, and we teach that there's nothing that we can do, but that God, he looked down, and he loved us so much that God came to earth in the form of a baby. We call him Jesus. Jesus lived 33 years on this earth, and at the end of those 33 years, he died on a cross, and when he died on the cross, uh, he died that our sins might be forgiven. And so we believe that we don't have to do a bunch of things. We just have to put our trust in Jesus and that Jesus did all the work for us. In fact, if you remember on the cross, Jesus said these words, it is finished. The work of salvation is complete. They have to do, for Christianity, it's been done. And all God's people said, amen. Now, number two, not only does the Bible say that Jesus is the only way, but secondly, in your outline, Jesus says that he's the only way of salvation. I want to talk about that to you for just a moment. The Bible says so, Jesus says so. John 14, verse 6, Jesus answered this statement to the disciples in John 14. He said these words. He says, I am the what? I'm the way. I am the what? Truth. Now, he thinks, that's, he thinks he's telling you the truth. He thinks he's telling you the truth. She thinks she's telling you the truth. That religion says they're the truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. So if he's telling you one thing and I'm telling you one thing, one of them's lying, right? They both can't be true if they're different. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And then he said these words, no one on this planet comes to my Father except through me. Now that statement, it's either true or not true. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life, and no one comes to heaven except through me. If that's, a li- if that's not the truth, if that's a lie, I'm still living in my sins today, if he's a liar. But if Jesus is the truth, and he's the only way to get saved, and he says, I'm the way, the truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through me, then Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And there is no other truth except that truth. If you're not a believer of Jesus Christ, then you are lost here today. That's the answer to that question. Now, you say, you say, well, that's pretty harsh. That's pretty unkind of you, Pastor. No, no, no. That's the most kind thing that I could possibly say to you. It's no different than if you were driving your car down the road and the bridge was out and you're getting ready to go off a cliff and die and I'm standing there in my red shirt and as you're driving down... As you're driving down, I go, hey, stop, 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 the road is out. Don't you see by me telling you you're on the wrong road is the most loving thing I could possibly say to you? And if I say nothing, if I stand to the side and say nothing and just let you drive off the cliff, don't you understand that's the most evil thing I could possibly do is not warn you that you're on the wrong road? Because you see... This whole thing is God. This is God's earth. It's God's world. It's God's universe. It's God's plan. It's God's salvation. It's God's 
It's God's method for you to get to heaven. It's going through that one mediator. What we have in America is we have the religion of Chipotle. (laughs) How many of you ever been to Chipotle? Oh, they got some good food there. They fix you any kind of burrito you want, and you get in line. It's always nice and clean. And uh, uh, how many of you like eating in clean places? It's always clean. And uh, it's your turn, and what, what can I help you? And you tell them what kind you want. They have two different kinds of rice. What kind of rice do you want? What kind of beans? Two different kinds of beans. And they've got all this meat. They've got that barcola, barbacola, whatever, barbacola, that, whatever that is. Oh, that is good stuff. And uh, we say, oh, yeah, give me that. No, 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 I don't want that. No, 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 I don't want that. Yeah, 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 a little of that, little, a little of that. Yes, and corn, corn? Okay, yeah, a little bit of corn. Uh, uh, salsa, salsa? Mm, don't give me that. Don't want that. And we just, we, and they, they make your, and we make our religion, it's just like, we make our religion just like we make our burritos. We go, oh yeah, give me a little bit of that, um, uh, that uh, Catholicism. I need a little bit of, not a lot of it, just a little of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like the pageantry of all the Catholicism stuff. And I like the open-mindedness of uh, the Hindus. They, it's just open mind. Give me a little bit of the Hinduism there, just a little bit. Yeah, I like, I like, I like when people can do whatever they want to do. And I like the calmness, the calmness of the Buddhist. I just, they're very calm people. Have you noticed that? And they've got big stomachs. So I want some of that. And um, give me, uh, oh, oh, uh, Islam. Uh, they're very disciplined. They pray five times a day. I wish I could pray five times a day. Give me a little bit of the Islam. And that, oh, oh, uh, the judgment of sin, God's judgment. Oh, that's too spicy for me. I don't want that. I don't want that. And so we are creating our own religion as we would create a burrito, and we operate underneath the guidelines of sincerity. As long as you're sincere, it doesn't matter what you believe. If it works for you and you're sincere, it's okay. We don't believe that about anything else. Why do we believe that about religion? If you're going to go parachuting and you get there to the place and a guy's sitting there and his hair's sticking out and he goes, Here's your parachute. I packed it. I, I, I did the best I could. I, uh, I just wrapped the strings all the way around there, and I put it in there, and I shook it around, and there you go. Are you going to put that parachute on and, uh, and jump out of a plane with it on? No. How about you go to the dentist? You're gonna, you need a, a root canal. And they say, he sends you to an oral surgeon, and you go, you know the dentist, but you don't know the oral surgeon. So you go to the oral surgeon, and he goes, you got a root canal problem. Did you know that all roads lead to fixing of this problem? Why, I could go in through your nose and get in there. I can go in through your ear. I just keep drilling until I get in there and I can fix that root. Or I can even uh, go in the back of your head and just drill a hole back in there until I get inside there. Uh, how many of you would get out of that chair so fast and run out of there as fast as you could? My point is this. If the details of packing a parachute matter, and if the details of having a root canal fixed matter, how much more does it matter for you to know the only way that you can get to heaven? Do not forget that it's his heaven, it's his plan, it's his Bible, these are his words, it is his son, and Jesus, God's son, said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and life, and no one is going to get to the Father except through me. You need to believe God's word and believe what Jesus says. Oh. Oh. Write this down, write this down, the credibility factor, the credibility factor is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What gives Jesus the authority, the credence? 
uh, to uh, proclaim something that sounds so narrow-minded? Well, it's the fact that he resurrected because the resurrection is what separates Christianity from all other of the world's religions. It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ that separates him as the founder of Christianity against all the other religions and the founders of all those other religions. Confucius, the founder of Confucianism, which sounds confusing, (laughs) died at the age of 72 of natural causes, was buried in 479 B.C. in the city of Chufu, China. Buddha, a young prince, founder of Buddhism, died of natural causes at age 83. He was cremated and his remains are buried in the Himalayas. The founder of the Hare Krishnas was born on the banks of the Ganges River in Calcutta, India in the year 1896. He died on November 14, 1977. He only died 38 years ago. He's buried uh, near New Delhi in India. The prophet Muhammad, the founder of Islam, died of illness in the year 632. He's buried in Saudi Arabia in the very city in which he died. The religion of Scientology, which we all know about because we're near Hollywood, and you know those Hollywood people, like John Travolta and Tom Cruise, that's their religion. The founder of that religion is L. Ron Hubbard, who died of a stroke on January 24th, 1986, and he's buried near San Luis Obispo, just a few miles up the coast here. But ladies and gentlemen, if you go to a grave... Over in Israel, in the city of Jerusalem, there's an empty tomb. It's the only place in the world where people travel all over the world to go and see what's not there. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Imagine if you would, stay with me, you're in a forest and you're lost. You're going to die. You've run out of food. You've run out of water. You've run out of time. You're on your last leg. You're going to die in just a few seconds. And at the last second, you look up and you see a little path and the path splits into two trails. And there's a person on each trail. And you go, hallelujah, I'm going to be saved. And you walk down this path and you get to the fork of the road. And over here in this path is a park ranger. And he's smiling. He's got a hat on. He looks like he just took a shower. Looks like he just ate, and he's got a toothpick, and he's like digging in, getting the food out of his teeth, and his shoes are nice and clean. And he's talking, and he says, can I help you? And you go, I'm lost. He goes, well, come with me down this trail. I can fix you up right here, right now. We got a place right down our path here to make, to get some food and put you back together. Over on this path, there's a dead guy laying there dead his body's decomposing i have a question for you you're in a forest you're getting ready to die there's two trails one's got a park ranger one's got a dead man which trail are you going to walk down this trail right you take all the religions of the world they all have a leader on every path that leader is dead except one trail the leader is alive his name is jesus christ you need to walk down that trail know that many are living in fear with the current events that are happening in our world. But God's Word is here to comfort us in these days of uncertainty. In John 14, 27, Jesus told His disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. 
If you are in need of prayer tonight, we have operators standing by and ready for your call. We are here for you and ready to support you with any prayer needs you may have. Call us right now at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. Please know that we are here for you. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com, and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says Monthly Devotional. There is a place on the Monthly Devotional page where you can enter your name and email address and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us every weeknight at the same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.